As the new year unfolds, make it a year of comfort and indulgence with Minky Couture. Wrap yourself in the lap of luxury with our exquisite blankets. Picture the cozy moments, the warmth of our premium materials, and the stylish designs that define Minky Couture. Welcome the new year with the ultimate in comfort and sophistication. January is your month to embrace luxury. Visit MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today. Elevate your comfort, elevate your style with Minky Couture. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 269 on Now You Know. We're brought to you, as always, by our amazing Patreon patrons. Help support create independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know. And we have some really great perks for you to check out. Oh. Oh, what's the matter? Um, Back bothering you again? Yeah, it's pretty stiff. I didn't sleep that well. well maybe it's because you slept in a rut in your bed. <laughs> well, hey, it's a top-of-the-line Tempur-Pedic. It's a nice mattress. Maybe it was a nice mattress, mm. but it must be like 20 years old. Well, it's actually only like four years old, but you're right. It definitely has a Zach size crater in it. And that brings me to our sponsor and my mattress, Birch. So what's so special about your mattress? Well, for one, it's made to last out of organic wool and cotton, natural latex foam and steel, and it's handcrafted in the USA. It has pocket springs, so it's not going to develop craters like your bed did. And I love pocket springs. They don't squeak, yet offer great support and don't hold a grudge when you change position in the middle of the night. So pocket springs. But didn't you tell me it came all rolled up in a box that fit up your tiny stairs? Yeah, it did come in a box. Here's me opening it. Yeah, but hang on, smarty pants. What if you didn't like it? Birch has a 100-night sleep trial. If you don't absolutely love it, Birch will pick it up for free and you'll get a full refund. Yeah, but how would you get it back in the box if you didn't like it? Do you have to have a bed de-smushifier? I uh, didn't need one. Birch will come pick it up. You don't even have to lift a finger. You know, I don't think I ever had a mattress made with wool before. Yeah, Birch mattresses are organic, free of harmful chemicals, and ethically produced right here in the U.S. That's why I'm so excited to be sleeping on one. Well, that's why I was putting off getting a new mattress, to be honest. I hate that off-gassing new mattress smell. Exactly. I opened my Birch mattress, and it didn't smell like anything. No disgusting off-gas smell. I got a great night's sleep the very first night. But I'm not looking forward to having to travel to my mattress store and try out different mattresses. It never works for me because I can't go to the mattress store in my pajamas. Yeah, there's no stores. You can order it in your PJs if you want. Birch will deliver it to your door for free. Well, that's great and all, but what really matters to me is how comfortable a mattress is to sleep on. I agree. I've been sleeping on it now for months, and I've been getting great sleep. The mattress is nice and firm. With their plush organic mattress topper, I get support and comfort. And with our link, birchliving.com slash now you know, you're saving even more. And remember, if you get it and you don't like it, Birch will pick it up for free and give you a full refund. So you have nothing to lose. Visit birchliving.com slash now you know to get $400 off your Birch mattress plus two free pillows. And we're brought to you by bigbattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the U.S. Pick up yours today at bigbattery.com and use the code now you know for 5% off at checkout. What a difference a week makes. Yeah, on last week's show, we were excited that Tesla had passed $900 billion in valuation. Now, just a week later, Tesla is worth more than all other auto companies on Earth combined. Tesla is now worth well over a trillion dollars. Elon tweeted out, wild trillion dollar times. Ross Gerber said, wow, what a way to start the week. Tesla gets an order for 100,000 cars from Hertz. Huge move and super smart. Rentals in huge demand and going green. 
The rental fleets need replenishment. Stoked. Elon said, strange that move valuation as Tesla is very much a production ramp problem, not a demand problem. To be clear, cars sold to Hertz have no discount, same price as to consumers. And Hertz tweeted out, goats recognize goats, introducing our all new EV fleet. Tom Brady not included. Yeah, so they got Tom Brady to uh, head up their campaign for this, which I thought was really cool. And we got some more information from tweets and stuff about what's going to happen with Hertz. Kim Paquette tweeted, Elon, so we walk up to our Hertz rental with our key card and the car is automatically configured to our driver profile and settings, please? Elon said that feature is coming. I mean, that's really smart if you think about it, because uh, that would make you loyal to the rental company because you'd be like, oh, every time I get in a car from this company, it's ready for me. Yeah, I think that could make some loyal rental car users (laughs) as long as the rest of the rental car business works, which you wanted what car? (laughs) It's not here. Oh, you wanted a Model T, right? Uber tweeted last week that Hertz will make 50,000 of these Tesla Model 3s available to Uber drivers to rent for $334 a week, which includes insurance and maintenance. Uber says that will go down to $299 a week once the program expands. Uber will roll this out starting yesterday in L.A., San Diego, San Francisco and Washington, D.C. A nationwide expansion will follow in the coming weeks, according to Uber. Now, Uber currently has over a million Uber drivers in the U.S. And in a recent interview on CNN, the CEO of Hertz confirmed that if all goes well, quote, I would add that part of our agreement is that if this program is successful, and we believe it will, that over the next three years, it could grow to 150,000 Teslas that can be provided by Hertz to Uber as well. Uber's CEO confirmed that Uber drivers would not have access to full self-driving in the Hertz Teslas. This is pretty interesting. I mean, so Hertz is going to become a middleman now to Uber. I don't know why Uber didn't go just directly to Tesla, but I guess Hertz is going to take care of all the, you know, middleman stuff, the insurance and all that kind of stuff. Smart for Uber. They're providing clean cars that are cheaper to drive to their drivers. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, And also interesting that they won't have full self-driving available, which I think is good for Tesla because down the road, Tesla could then turn this on as another revenue stream. What do you mean by that? Right now, I get it why Uber doesn't want FSD available to its drivers, right? You drive the car. You're responsible. We don't want you like going to sleep. But in a year or two, Whenever full self-driving becomes real and people start to realize that you can go to sleep, Mm -hmm. they could allow their Uber drivers to subscribe and pay Tesla for that feature, which would make their driving experience even easier. Uh, No, this is where I think Tesla is really smart. Tesla has said that uh, if you want to use full self-driving on a ride-sharing platform, it's going to have to be on the Tesla network. Oh, that's right. So Uber will never be able to turn this on. I mean, unless they reach some agreement, which could definitely happen. But the way that Tesla has been talking about it, it's tweeted, you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, I think that once full self-driving happens and once your car, say, could go on the Tesla network and pick people up while you're at work and be making you money while you're at work or not at work anymore because your car is making you money. I don't think that Tesla is really going to want those cars to be on the Uber network. Right. And they ultimately have control over whether the car has full self-driving and whether it gets turned on. So screw you, Uber. Wow. I wonder if Uber gets this. Uh, Probably not. So let's get an update on full self-driving beta. Uh, Whole Mars Catalog tweeted out, watch full self-driving beta 10.3.1 drive from one Safeway parking lot to another in San Francisco with zero disengagements. Elon said, FSD and AI team is doing great work. We'll get superhuman good in upcoming releases. Note, we will slow down upload rate of releases going forward. First from QA fleet to employee cars for a day, then slowly releasing at roughly 1,000 cars an hour to external beta on Friday after. 
then Jason wanted some clarification. He said, when will 98 scores be added? And thank you, Jason, because I'm a 98er. Elon says, tentative plan is 98 and above starts uploading Friday afternoon next week, uh, which will be this Friday. If we see any concerns, uploads will pause while we investigate. So it might take a few days before everyone with 98 safety gets beta 10.4. 10.4 improves left turns across fast traffic and stopping for gates. So I am a 98. So according to Elon, I should be getting it on Friday or so. Okay, well, um, actually... But I've pulled my score up to a 97. How'd you do? You were like in the 60s or something. Uh, Yeah, I've just I've been driving like how they want you to drive pretty consistently for uh, weeks on end. Yeah, but isn't it hard to get like some bad scores pulled up? This is where I don't know how the math actually works out. Because, I mean, originally, Elon said, if you're a good driver for seven days. All right. Here's the tweet. Right. You think it's a rolling average over seven trailing days? I don't know. It seems to be. I don't know how I could have pulled my score up to a 97, (laughs) if I'm being honest. But I have been very good basically every day besides the first day. Well, good for you. So we're going to be getting it soon, hopefully. I hope so. That's exciting because 10.3 looks really cool. I've been watching a lot of videos and there's been like a lot of zero engagement drives. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind just taking two seconds and hitting the like button, it would help this video out. It helps the algorithm know what videos to show, so hit it. Thank you. Union hack Jennifer Homedy, who was appointed to head the National Transportation Safety Board, or NTSB, by Joe Biden this August, has called the Tesla's community criticisms of Missy Cummings, NHTSA, and NTSB something that she doesn't see elsewhere. You would never get that in other transportation modes. That would just not happen. We've issued recommendations to other auto manufacturers and don't get that response. NHTSA issues regulations across the auto industry, and they also do not get that response. Really? Okay. well, what other automaker has that many users of a level two driving system? What other automaker has a level two system that comes standard on all their cars? What other automaker has a level two system that isn't extremely limited? And what other automaker isn't directly benefiting from your biased decisions? Now, you'd think that her surprise at this backlash and the Change.org petition, which you can find the link in the description below, would cause her to reevaluate if she overstepped on the very few actions she's taken since she was appointed in August. But no, she went on to say, I refuse to go down the path of even reading, acknowledging, or responding to any criticism because I feel like it's really the safety issues at hand we need to be talking about. Now, that's not really what you hear from most uh, intelligent, open-minded, and fact-based people. Yeah, I mean, this proves that she is exactly who she appears to be, a union hack, like you said, who is put in place to slow Tesla down. And I think we should talk more about this on Patreon bonus stories because I'm a little fumed and I think you are too. Right. Now, with all this being said, there is no place for threats or insults to be thrown at these people. Um, Talk to your elected officials and let's see this fixed properly. So if you've been waiting for news on the EV tax credit, I'm sorry to have to say, keep waiting. Yeah, there's been a lot of debate over the Build Back Better Act, the bill which contains the EV tax credit, but also there's been plenty of other legislation. But I know all you want to hear about is news on the tax credit. So after trimming the bill a lot to get it to pass, the White House released an updated version of the proposal. In this proposal is the explanation of the framework. Uh, So it's blah, 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 blah. The framework's electric vehicle tax credit will lower the cost of an electric vehicle that's made in America with American materials and union labor by $12,500 for a middle class family. So, I mean, essentially no details about the bill or changes they made to it, just that some version of it is in there. So is this good? 
I mean, good in the sense that they mention an EV tax credit, but there's absolutely no way of knowing how this is going to turn out until after it's voted on. What, so they could just turn this into whatever they wanted? Basically. I mean, don't be surprised that this ends up just being a union incentive. So, like, it wouldn't benefit people buying Teslas? I mean, how how could they do that? What about the Ways and Means Committee version of the bill and stuff like that? I mean, this happens so often in Congress. Late night session on a big bill. uh, The big, powerful people go into a room, close the door, something happens, and out comes the bill. And then they vote on it, and that's it. And you didn't have a chance to really know what was going to happen ahead of time because this is all decided kind of out of sight. And don't forget, this bill is like hundreds of pages long, and this is just a tiny piece of it. So, I mean, what can we do about it? The only thing you can do is act now, okay? Because like, if you wait till after it's passed and then you're like, I'm mad at you, it's too late. So you have to contact your representative, say to them, I'm watching closely. I'm going to see how this bill turns out. If you vote for a bill that I don't like, I'm not voting for you next time. You're going to have to be really tough with them. And so essentially, the way that the bill had been written before, where it was pretty crappy, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, giving a $4,500 extra incentive to a union-made car company. And in fact, um, the way they wrote this bill, as we'll talk about later in the episode with some tweets, is they've added language that pretty much makes it impossible for Tesla to get that $4,500. Right. Um, And they have a huge incentive for PHEVs. But I mean, the the meat of it to me is that Tesla is probably going to be able to sell more EVs than most of these other car manufacturers. And so I think that even without the $4,500 extra tax incentive uh, placed upon, uh, you know, Tesla, I still think that it's a win for most EV drivers. If there aren't limitations on salary and if there aren't limitations on the price of the car. I mean, we just don't know anything about what's going to end up in the final bill. So again, contact your legislators, tell them what you want in the bill. Uh, Just outline it for them and say, hey, if you don't do this, I'm keeping track and I will vote you out of office. And if you'd like to share this with your friends so that you can get them to tell their representatives what to do, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel. We'll cut this into a little bite-sized clip that you can share with them. How about some good news, though? Uh, The Tesla Model 3 is now the best-selling car in Europe. Not the best-selling EV, the best-selling car. It is the first time that an EV has become the best-selling car in Europe. And according to Jado Dynamics, based on September's registration data, here are the results. Wow. It's not even close. Like, yeah. I thought it was just going to be like, eek out a win. No. No, that's like, what, 6,000 above the one behind it. I mean, yeah. And then the Dasha behind the Renault is not 6,000 less than the previous one. So it's like. No, they're all clumped together. And then Model 3 just beat them. Clear lead. Yeah. And if we look at the top 10 best-selling EVs in Europe in September. (laughs) That's wow. I love how the second place is the Model Y. Yep. (laughs) Tesla sales are up 77% in Europe so far this year compared to the same period in 2020. And that's all without a gigafactory in Germany. Wow. So wait till that factory gets going in Germany. The most popular car in Europe? This is because of the Osborne effect, right? We've talked about it before. People do not want to buy ice cars anymore because they know there's something better. So they're waiting. Wow. So let me set the stage. It's a dark, rainy night. You're getting out late from work and you're a bit worried because you parked your Tesla in a sketchy parking lot. How do you know that it's safe to get in your Tesla and drive home? Solution. Tesla's new Sentry Live Mode. So if you have Tesla's premium connectivity for $10 a month and you get the 2021.36.8 over the air update and you have the latest Tesla app for Apple iOS, sorry to us Android users, we'll of course have to wait for the updated app again, you can use Sentry Mode Live camera access. 
You can now remotely view your car's surroundings when parked to confirm the safety of your environment before returning to your car. Live camera is end-to-end -end encrypted and cannot be accessed by Tesla. To enable or disable, tap controls, safety, and security. And the other cool thing, if you happen to have a speaker on your car, which we don't because we have early models, you can use modified voice. Check this out. I see you. Step away. Step away. All right. Hang on. That is some sci-fi stuff. Yeah, man. it is. I mean, I remember as a kid, I, I've tried looking for this episode of Arthur um, where like Muffy has this very expensive car or it's her dad's or something. And it will like talk to people and tell like step away from the car. Now I can have that. Yep. That's insane. Imagine the practical jokes. I think that this was just in time for Halloween for some people. So I do hope that if you did do any pranks with it for Halloween. Please send us the video of it. Because you could dress up your car, you know, put some <laughs> teeth in the frunk and open it a little bit and be like. <laughs> scare people. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you could even summon it around a parking lot. I don't know if you can do both things at the same time. I don't know either. That's... That would be a great feature. Yeah. I think it's really smart on Tesla's behalf because premium connectivity, it's 10 bucks a month. And, and, you know, I guess it's worth it if you need it. Right. But this just added a whole lot more value to it. And I mean, maybe down the road they could raise the price. Exactly. So Tesla is apparently now offering a new way to buy a Tesla in China. Tesla financial leasing. This is translated from Chinese from Tesla's Chinese online configurator. Purchase a car through Tesla's official financial leasing, which is a joint service with Chuang Fu Financial Leasing. After paying a certain down payment, monthly installments are paid and the right to use the vehicle is obtained. After the lease expires, the residual value is paid and the vehicle ownership is obtained. Okay, so it sounds like you can put down a deposit of anywhere between 0 and 50% and choose terms between 12 to 60 months. Okay, so what's the difference between this and a standard lease or this and a regular financing? Well, it seems it could make it even cheaper to buy a Tesla. For instance, a Model 3 Standard Range Plus in China using this new Tesla financial leasing could be as low as 4,718 won or $737 a month versus 5,819 won for a standard 36-month lease. Oh, because you can set longer lease terms than you can with a loan. Exactly. Um, or you can buy the car with as few as 12 payments. So basically, this is just a more flexible lease. Right, because I mean, a lot of times um, you don't have many choices over the lease and you don't have that many choices over buying the car. Usually it's like, you know, do you want 36, 48 or 60 months? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to buy a car in 12 months because that'd be a huge payment, but less interest. OK, yeah. I, I mean, more options, especially when you're talking a big purchase is definitely useful. Yeah, and allowing you to put down what you want as the down payment from zero to 50% is a whole lot better than when they tell you, okay, 10% down or whatever. Like, it just makes it more flexible. I hope this rolls out to other markets. All right, it's now November. Uh, my Rivian R1T electric pickup truck was supposed to be here in June. Then it was July. Then it was September. Talk about two weeks, right? Well, here's an update for you. What? Are you my Rivian guide? Because Rivian hasn't even reached out to me yet. And you're a day one reservation holder. I know. So what's the update? Well, you're not going to like it. Sawyer Merritt tweeted out news. Rivian R1T production rate stalls at just over one electric truck per day. Rivian manufactured 12 R1Ts between September 14th and 30th, or 0.75 cars per day. As of October 22nd, they had made 56 R1Ts, or 1.47 per day. Uh, prototypes are easy. Production is hard. 
Elon tweeted out, prototypes are trivial compared to scaling production and supply chain. If those are solved, achieving positive gross margin is the next nightmare. Starting a second new vehicle line before the first is working will divide resources and amplify probability of failure. And I think he's talking directly to Rivian because they want to build the R1S soon. Coach 23 says, thanks for the free advice to help the industry accelerate the transition to sustainable energy vehicles. Tesla wins even more when the industry thrives. Elon said, indeed, this is intended to be useful advice based on my extremely painful experience, not an attack in any way. All right, let's see. 56 have been made. Uh, why haven't I heard of any going to any other reservation holders? Well, according to Rivian's latest SEC filings, all 56 have gone to employees. I mean, I get that. Tesla did that, too, with the Model 3. First few hundred off the line went to employees. I mean, number one, it's a way to thank employees for working so hard during the production ramp. And number two, any initial quality problems can be spotted quickly and fixed without involving the general public. So I get that Rivian would do the same. But with Tesla's Model 3 ramp, it didn't matter because within weeks, the run rate had gotten big enough that regular customers could start getting them too. I mean, the SEC filing shows that there are 48,000 pre-orders for the R1T and the R1S luxury SUV. Okay, so only 131 years to get everyone in. But by the way, guess what company owns 20% of Rivian? I found this out by reading the SEC filings. I don't know. Amazon. Oh, okay. Big chunk of Rivian. I mean, so this is just Jeff Bezos's way of sticking it to Elon because... Oh, I hate that guy. I have an EV car company, too. <laughs> so GM announced a new $750 million community charging program, including underserved rural and urban communities where charger access is limited. Wow, that's awesome. How many chargers are we talking about? 40,000. Wow, 40,000 high-speed EV chargers. That's awesome. Uh, No, not, not high power. These will be level two chargers offered in three configurations, which you see here. Okay, so not high speed, although these aren't like low speed chargers. And I mean, 40,000 chargers going out to the underserved. I mean, the people and the places that need them. Well, I mean, GM is going to be giving up to 10 chargers to each GM dealership, and it'll be up to those dealers to decide who to give them to. I'm sorry, what? You're going to give them to GM dealerships? Mm -hmm. And the dealerships mm -hmm. are going to make the decisions about where the electric car chargers are going to go. Right, because GM can't be bothered with that little you know, detail. But most GM dealerships don't even understand electric vehicles. They're like a golf cart, right? <laughs> what's that I understand? But I mean, what's the oversight on this? Like, how are they going to make sure that they're going to underserved rural and urban communities? I'll tell you charger how. Access limit? Okay, yeah. I'll tell you how. Okay, yeah. GM dealers are going to bring them to their favorite golf courses, which are rural and underserved. Man, what's with the service out here, huh? Tesla Time News is sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. There you'll find a crowdsourced reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. So what did I hear about Elon solving world hunger? So last Tuesday, CNN ran a story quoting the UN's executive director of the United Nations World Food Program that, quote, 2% of Elon's wealth could solve world hunger. It, it can? Amazing. Wow. That's all it takes? That's uh, pretty much all it takes. So Dr. Eli David tweeted the story to Elon, and Elon tweeted back. He said, if the World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. Wh what? He went on to say, but it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. So do they get back to him? Yeah. So the director of the World Food Program got back to Elon. Uh, so this is David Beasley. OK. Uh, got back to him five hours after Elon tweeted. OK. Um, I guess that's how long it takes to craft a response. He might have sure. been in a different time zone. We yeah, don't sure. Know. Um, he says, Elon, headline not accurate. Six billion will not 
solve world hunger, but it will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and save 42 million people on the brink of starvation, an unprecedented crisis, and a perfect storm due to COVID, conflict, and climate crisis. I can assure you that we have the systems in place for transparency and open source accounting. Your team can review and work with us to be totally confident of such. Elon, with your help, we can bring hope, build stability, and change the future. Let's talk. It isn't as complicated as Falcon Heavy, but too much at stake for not at least a conversation. I can be on the next flight to you. Throw me out if you don't like what you hear. Okay, so wait a minute. So CNN completely messed up the story to do with Elon, right? Yeah, they went so far outside of the realm of reality that even the guy that they interviewed <laughs> says headline not accurate. So maybe, just maybe, Ian McSweeney and Adam Pormati could issue a retraction or a correction to their story. No. All right. So but then Elon responded. Yeah. My guess is that more has probably happened since we've recorded this episode. So definitely check Twitter or whatever. Um, but yeah, Elon says, please publish your current and proposed spending in detail so people can see exactly where money goes. Sunlight is a wonderful thing. Then an hour later, he tweeted out a seven year old story about the U.N., a pretty damning article. Basically, I think that he doesn't really like to be called out like this mm -hmm. um, for people to you know, we're just going to talk more about this on the Patreon bonus stories because this is already a long episode. But, you know, I just want to point out, since uh, we're picking on billionaires and everything, yeah. let's pick on some other billionaires oh, while oh, we're at it. Sure. Like, uh, how about BP and Shell? I mean, those are billionaire companies uh, which have created more than 1.7 billion tons of CO2 a year. And uh, by the way, not paid any taxes on their North Sea operations for the past three years. So they get to drill oil, sell it. And yet they haven't paid any taxes on it. Yeah, but Shell and BP, you know, they're not people. Corporations are people, too. So here's a new EV automaker. Haven't heard of this one before, have you? VinFast, which is a subsidiary of VinGroup, a Vietnamese conglomerate, which plans to bring this, its flagship VFE34, to the LA Auto Show this month. VinFast will start delivering the VFE34 later this year in Vietnam, where it will become the first EV sold in the entire Vietnam market. Now, VinFast made a deal with GM where it took over GM's manufacturing plant in Hanoi, and they began producing two of GM's ICE vehicles with new badging from VinFast. Basically, uh, just took existing GM models and slapped their stickers on there. But it does appear that VinFast gets the whole EV thing because they're spending $400 million to produce their own LFP battery cells in-house. Now, we don't know that much about the VF E34 other than it's a five-seat SUV with a single front motor uh, delivering 147 horsepower, 285 kilometers or 177 miles of NEDC range. And it should cost $30,350. And it should be available to order in the US and Europe in the first half of next year. Now, interesting, the company noted this in their press releases, there are over 2 million Vietnamese Americans and VinFast sees that as an advantage because they're like, there's never been a Vietnamese company making cars before, so maybe this will appeal to those people. Also, VinFast is planning a U.S. IPO. Currently, they're not profitable in Vietnam, and they don't expect to be profitable before 2026. Which makes it kind of interesting that they would offer an IPO, because I thought you had to have like enough revenue to justify it, so I don't know. Revenue is not the same as profit. Yeah, that's no, true. But I don't know. I mean, and, you know, starting a car company is tough. Right. So, I don't know. 
It's interesting. Speaking of uh, car companies, we got an update. Audi just announced that 2019 and 2020 model year Audi e-trons can get a software update to boost their range. That's awesome. Oh, it's so good to see other automakers following Tesla's lead. So how much extra range? Uh, Let's see. Audi says 20 kilometers more range. Uh, It's WLTP, of course. Okay, so 20 kilometers, that's what, 12 miles more. But of course, that's WLTP. So it's more like... 10 miles, but still, that's great. Just hit that over the air update button and boom, you Audi drivers have got some more range. I never said it was an over the air update. It's a software update, but Audi owners will have to drive their cars to an Audi dealer and leave it for the text to download the update. <laughs> that sucks. Okay, but I mean, at least they're getting a more efficient vehicle that gets them more range. Um, most of that range came from unlocking more of the battery's usable capacity, just like Ford did recently, not from efficiency gains. There's a little efficiency gain by them shutting off the front motor until it's needed, but most of the game just came by unlocking that battery. So basically they're just making the battery more usable, usable at the detriment to its overall battery health over right. time. And my guess is that just like we talked about with Ford, they'll probably keep doing this every year to be like, look, every year you get more range. But I mean, you don't because you're going to have battery degradation. So right. it's going to be like, you have the same range <laughs> right. the whole time. Right. So it's a trick. It's a trick. It's, it's a tricky a, trick. It's not a terrible trick. Yeah. But it's kind of a weird yeah. Not so great. Trip. It's kind of like, you know, if an ice car was like, hey, we just unlocked this little port on your gas tank and you now have an extra half a gallon of gas available Except to you. Except that if by filling up your gas tank, you got less and less <laughs> right. gas tank over time. Right. Like as if it was like filling up with water at the bottom or right. something. Or like and, a- and the more they unlock the battery, the faster the degradation's going to happen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's a Ponzi scheme for your rage. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So Toyota has unveiled its first all-electric vehicle, the BZ4X. The BZ4X. <laughs> so the BZ stands for Beyond Zero, which appears to be Toyota's new EV sub-brand. So let's jump right into the stats here. Uh, this is an all-electric SUV. It'll be offered as front-wheel drive and all-wheel drive. It should have a 71-kilowatt-hour battery pack with 500 kilometers or 310 miles of WLTP range. That's for the front-wheel drive version. Uh, 460 kilometers or 286 miles for the all-wheel drive version. The all-wheel drive has two 80-kilowatt motors. The DC fast charging speed will be capped at 150 kilowatts. So basically an old 2016 Tesla is the speed you get. But there will be bi-directional charging, so it could power your home if you had the right stuff. And there's an optional solar roof for 1,800 kilometers of range per year. And there's also optional wing-shaped steering wheel with 150 degrees lock to lock. Hang on. Yeah. That's really tight steering. That's like a race car lock to lock it it is it is it is yes but this isn't a race car well it is an ev i'm not i know that i'm not (laughs) super opposed to this i mean it's an option so unlike the model s where people are like it's so dumb uh no one who bought the model s by the way has made that complaint to me no um but lots of people have complained that the model s is so stupid that it has that steering wheel i don't like it um they get around this by having the 150 degrees lock to lock basically means you never have to take your hand off the steering wheel to make tight turns well, and, and i get that for racing but like in real life don't you need more fine control of like i, I don't know it just seems i weird. don't know i mean i've played racing games where you have less lock to lock like 180 I know, racing games i'm I, saying like getting out of a walmart parking lot yeah 
I don't know. We're going to have to see about that. Yeah, let's get our hands on one. Um, it's expected to first be released in Japan in 2022 and then globally. All right, Great. Toyota, you've entered the race. Finally, if you'd like to get out of the house and experience some fun, consider going to Holly's High Voltage Experience. We'd like to thank Holly, our sponsors, and the leading designer, marketer, and manufacturer of high-performance automotive aftermarket products for car and truck enthusiasts, because Holly is inviting all electric vehicles to the inaugural High Voltage Experience at Sonoma Raceway, November 13th and 14th. Holly's High Voltage Experience will be a playground for EV owners, drivers, and enthusiasts alike, offering multiple high-performance driving events and an opportunity for the emerging EV culture to come together. Motorsports events will include autocross, road course, drag racing, grand champion competition, and a unique 3S challenge which combines performance aspects of all of the above. Driving instruction will be available by well-known professional driver and EV lap record holder Randy Popst on the Sonoma Raceway road course. The event will also feature a dedicated car show with an EV vendor midway to provide enthusiasts an unprecedented look at a wide variety of personalized vehicles and impressive ev conversions to top off the excitement holly high voltage will include daily drifting exhibitions and drag racing passes by the world's first 200 mile an hour ev dragster yeah there's even going to be ev wine country cruises ev wine country cruises that sounds fun it's going to be fun so holly high voltage has something for everyone bringing together all walks of the ev community and will include attendance by premier influencers builders cars and drivers such as rich rebuilds bismodo engineering jehu garcia and more now unfortunately zach and i won't be there due to a scheduling conflict but our very own steven will be there showing off the world's only cyber quad that he helped build get your tickets today for holly's high voltage experience at sonoma raceway in california November 13th and 14th by going to hollyhighvoltage.com. We'll put the link in the show notes below. All right, Eli is off this week, but in space news, Elon retweeted a time lapse of Falcon 9 and Dragon going vertical last Wednesday. Dragon Crew 3 did a rehearsal on Friday for Sunday's launch to the ISS, but unfortunately, Sunday's launch window was postponed to this Wednesday. And speaking of safety, the head of the Russian space agency Roscosmos, Dmitry Rogozin, says that SpaceX's Dragon spacecraft is now approved to take Russian cosmonauts to the International Space Station. That's funny because I thought that Dmitry in 2014 suggested that NASA would be better off sending their cosmonauts to space in, on a trampoline rather than SpaceX. <laughs> yes, I believe the quote was, I suggest US delivers its astronauts to the ISS with a trampoline. But I mean, have we looked into that? Uh, can you do it, you mean? I mean, probably, <laughs> if you get a big enough trampoline, <laughs> right? No, physics, it's no, only physics. No. First principles thinking. And then C. Nunez images tweeted out, is this really happening? And what, what, what is it? What are we looking at? So that is what Starship Heavy is going to be sitting on. And then just above it, the, the, those black girder things, that those are the arms that are going to catch Falcon Heavy when it comes back to land. And so that's what Elon meant when he said, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. This is really true. This is happening. Yeah. Wow. All right, it's time for Into the Future. So Hyundai's Mobis, which is Hyundai's automotive supplier division, just announced this. M-Vision to go, an all-electric e-corner wheel module that can turn 90 degrees, allowing a vehicle to do two cool things. Yeah, number one, it can turn 360 degrees in place. And number two, it can move perpendicular to get in and out of parking spaces easily. Now, it was unveiled in 2018 at CES as a concept. Now, Mobis is currently doing reliability testing, and it plans to deliver this to customers in 2025. So a couple things here. Uh, first of all, those tires. Those are those are bike tires. OK, that that's really, really thin. So yeah, what that's... is it going to do in bad weather at 
any rate of speed above five miles an hour. I mean, I think this is just designed for urban last mile delivery. So maybe it doesn't really matter. So don't even think about snow. Not going to be in the snow. In, in very warm cities. Okay. I guess. And then what? who is this for? What is this for? This is just for a delivery vehicle? I mean, I don't know. I think that because Hyundai could immediately put it into Kia's lineup or Genesis's lineup, like they could go in that direction. But I don't know that any consumer would want this. Like, I think it's for last mile, like Amazon and FedEx. See, I mean, this sounds like it's, hey, Amazon, do you want a vehicle that can go sideways? I get sideways. Sounds cool. But if you really stop and think about it for a second, do you really need it? Because if you drive along and you see a parking space to your right, there's a way to get into that parking space. We do it now every day. <laughs> I don't just go, oh, darn. <laughs> Got to leave it. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, yes, you could fit into a slightly tighter space. But I mean, as long as you got like a foot of play, you can get in there. So I don't really know what the use case is for this. Also, the turning, th- you know, 360. I mean, that's a great parlor trick. But why do you need to do it? Like if you get stuck in an alley, (laughs) can't you just back out? Like (laughs) anyway, I mean, the other question that comes up is uh, Re, that Israeli company. They've come up with a similar platform and they claim to have um, Re Corner, which is, I guess, their steering. But I looked into it and they only seem to have crab steering, which is like 15 degrees of turn, not 90 degrees. But I mean, you can also do rear wheel steering, which gets you a tighter turn radius. I mean, I guess we're just going to be seeing more rear wheel steering. And and this is like the extreme. I guess this isn't you could do 180 degree, but that's stupid. You don't. Don't listen. So the motors are now on the outside. Forget it. All right, it's time for Going Green, and we're sponsored by EcoWare. And we've got another promo code because we're now entering the holiday season. So can you guess what the promo code is? Is it holiday season? It is. 15% off everything on the site. Wow. Because you got to get that stuff ordered now if you want to get it delivered in time, right? Next truck is rust-proof. And I mean, you want Elon (laughs) showing off. Apropos. I mean, not enough zeros on that shirt, but yeah. Uh, and don't forget, we plant 10 trees for every order, thanks to our friends at the Eden Restoration Projects, and we carbon offset the manufacturing, the shipping, and the life cycle of your purchase, and we help Capital Well for every purchase as well. So on October 24th, 733 EVs gathered in Quebec for the fifth annual St. Hesionth three-day electric vehicle show. Now, all 733 EVs were 100% electric and drove in the 3.2 kilometer parade. And that, my friend, is enough for a Guinness World Record. So what's the record? The previous record was set in 2016 in Denmark. They had 402 EVs. So it's how many EVs you can have in a parade. Right. Okay. And these are, like I said, not just hybrids, real, and they have to drive. Okay. Um, Now, it would have been 740 cars, but seven cars were disqualified. EMC's president and CEO, Daniel Breton, said it was really quiet and there was really no pollution. So it was really easy to breathe while all the cars were running. If we had such a gathering with gas vehicles, we would have been suffocated. Mm -hmm. So good on you guys. All right. It's time for sunspots. All right, are you ready to play a game? Yeah. Let's play One of These Things Doesn't Belong. You okay. ready? Uh-huh. Okay, which of these things doesn't belong? Solar panels, New York State, sheep. <laughs> Go. So I'm guessing you're going to be telling us about a new solar farm in New York State, so I'm going to guess sheep don't belong. It was a trick. They all belong. 
You see, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, along with Cornell University, has funded a project called A New Dawn for Shepherds, Grazing Sheep Under Utility Scale Solar Arrays. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it is descriptive. It turns out, as we've reported before, that sheep make excellent grazers at solar farms, unlike cows and horses, which are bigger and can bump panels and like to rub on the panels and stuff, and goats, which will eat anything, including wires. Sheep are smaller and they stick to eating vegetation. So, I mean, it's a win-win for solar farms. They get free weed whack and a win for sheep farmers, they get free grazing for their flock. Right. So far in New York State alone, there are 900 acres of solar farms being grazed by sheep. So, I mean, this is really interesting for places that actually do a lot of sheep farming, like New Zealand. Or places that want to. I mean, the U.S. could go into sheep farming because you don't just have to eat sheep, by the way. You know that, right? Uh, There's wool. That's true. But I mean, like there's already a ton of sheep farms and they could just install solar and now not only be providing, you know, either mutton or wool, uh, they can also be providing electricity. Right. I mean, imagine unlocking that in the tech tree on like your Age of Empires game where it's like, now you can put solar panels up and you're like, what? (laughs) And you get free wool socks. Yeah. Plus three bonus to attack. And if you'd like to put solar on your house, but you have a lot of questions, our friends at Energy Pal can help you out. And they do it for free. So contact them below at the link. Let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. I don't know if they're going to be able to help you with sheep, though. Maybe. I don't know. Well, talk to them. They might know something Lincoln about Lincoln knows sheep. everything. <laughs> All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. And if you want to send us your stories, send them on in. Make them two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape or Jesse gets mad. No music. Make the audio nice and clean. And maybe we'll put it on the show. Who do we got this week, Jess? One of our viewers got to ride in a Ford F-150 Lightning. Oh, you ride low on the charge, you know? Oh, to, uh, oh, to charge. Uh, that's yeah. cool. So you run uh, the level chargers. three chargers? Yeah, level three, level two. We do the home well, charging stations. Oh, chargers in the city, actually. Oh, yeah. We did 700 of them all over, all over oh, the city. Oh, that's the future. Nice. So. All right. So, obviously, lightning. So, thank you for spitting. This track doesn't do it justice, but yeah, it's good enough. Very nice. All right. You're ready. Yeah. Everyone always thinks this is gonna stop like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they know who to call if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that was 40 miles an hour, just like that. <laughs> nice. This is it more better zero to sixty than the, all the other F 150s? Oh yeah. It's the fastest ever fifty yet. And it's also faster than the base Mach-E. So what is it zero to sixty? Mid four seconds. Nice. That's awesome. So can we go That's up that? Damn good for a truck. We go up and the ramp over there. Uh, well, but that ramp is specifically designed for that Bronco. Got it. Right, uh, approach angle. <laughs> all right, all right. Might be a little bumpy at the beginning, uh, but once it gets on the grade, it's no problem. Of course. It's just a little steep at the beginning. You need a little bigger tires. <laughs> so what did you design on this vehicle? So I'm the vehicle engineer manager. So the, everything integration. Wow. So different teams working on that. So it's the whole vehicle in, in short. It's awesome. Well, you... Linda and I have been on the product since uh, it was a dream. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Jeez, you guys, we did a good job. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate cool. it. Glad to see the charge. So. Yeah. That's all it's about. You got to get the infrastructure. We got a lot of work. Yeah. We got a lot of work.
<laughs> cool. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Whoa, did you see that ramp there? That was only made for special cars, not yeah. for this car. What, what's up, Ford? Why not put... Uh, whatever. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. And uh, we've got some cool stories this week. We've got something new at Giga Shanghai. We've got more on the Nitsa controversy. We've got EVs at COP26. Understanding billionaires. Dashcam music video. Volvo's new Lego-inspired construction truck. Elon in 2008. And an update on our design challenge. So head over to patreon.com slash now you know and check out all of those great Patreon bonus stories. You can get them all for $1 if you head over to Now You Know. And you'll be helping to support this channel. So I please, just, just try it this week. Just try it for just this week. And actually, you'll get four weeks for that $1. So it's a good deal. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. We got a lot off our chests. So now we're chill. Yeah, if you... If you want to see a good Patreon bonus stories, uh, you should watch that one. All right. It's time for the shout outs. These are people that support us $5 or more a month. Who do we got, Jess? We've got William Bond III. Claudia Mole. Gregor Peary. Alex Cole. Cece Verska. Keith Carlson. Daniel Rost. Nathan Payne. Thomas Allegran. Robert Xavier Benincourt Jr. David Orban. Clemens Paul Eller. Josu. Stryker Ace. Blake Oderle. Barry Pope. Mike Vinton, Nicole, Michael Co, Jonathan Tyler Backus, Abhishek Ranjan, Adam Woolley, Jan Kelly, and Davies21. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do the show without you. All right, buckle up, everybody. There's a lot of tweets this week, and uh, there's a lot of deep ones. Rick McCracken, CEO of ADA, said, For USA citizens opposed to the unrealized capital gains tax proposal by Senator Ron Wyden, here's an example of a tactful and diplomatic letter Templin made you. You can use this or make your own post, and it's important to write your elected reps. Elon said, exactly. Eventually, they run out of other people's money, and they come for you. So an unrealized capital gain would mean if you invested in Tesla, like many of us did, and you haven't sold yet, but you have made money on paper, the government wants to tax you on that. But what if I don't have money to pay for that? I don't know how that works. What if Tesla goes to zero tomorrow and I can't pay for it because I can't even sell my shares? And right. What if you paid for it one year and then Tesla goes to zero the next year and you've now got a loss? I have no idea. Christian Davenport says that could pay for a Mars mission. Musk would pay as much as $50 billion under the tax over its five years, while Bezos could pay as much as $44 billion. Democrats' billionaire tax would heavily target 10 wealthiest Americans. Elon said, according to their own estimates, this tax only covers about 10% of the $3.5 trillion spending bill. Where will the other 90% come from? The answer is you. Elon says, my plan is to use the money to get humanity to Mars and preserve the light of consciousness. He went on to say the U.S. national debt is about $28,900 billion or $229,000 per taxpayer. Even taxing all the billionaires at 100% would only make a small dent in this number. So obviously the rest must come from the general public. This is basic math. Spending is the real problem. Elon said U.S. federal government debt to GDP was 56% in 2000. Now it's 126% and climbing fast. Kathy Wood said, in 2008 and 9, when the Fed started quantitative easing, I thought that inflation would take off. I was wrong. Instead, velocity, the rate at which money turns over per year, declined, taking away its inflationary sting. Velocity still is falling. And that was in response to Jack from Twitter saying hyperinflation is going to change everything and it's happening. Elon said in response, I don't know about long term, but short term, we are seeing strong inflationary pressure. 
Then Elon's been reading the Babylon Bee lately, which is kind of like The Onion, uh, and this fake article, which was that inflation doesn't matter since there's no goods anyway. Again, it's a fake story. <laughs> Podcast Go said, I'd rather let Elon allocate capital than Janet Yellen. Elon said, who is best at capital allocation, government or entrepreneurs, is indeed what it comes down to. The tricksters will conflate capital allocation with consumption. The Babylon Bee posted this article about a man excited for giant refund after claiming a million dollars of unrealized charitable donations. Elon quoted tax experts said they're not sure if claiming unrealized donations is legal, but admitted it's all very confusing as the government is printing fake money and taxing non-existent profits and nothing is real anymore. The CEO of Jack in the Box said from one CEO to another, congrats. Elon said, thanks. And he said, how would the public feel about a Musk meal? So what do you guys think? I mean, comment down below. Would you go to Jack in the Box for a Musk meal? Maybe an Elon meal. Why, why <laughs> Leave the Musk out of it, you know? Lisa G. Punk said, I watched the German news. They're reporting on the Tesla Hertz deal and on the $1 trillion company value. They concluded, quote, Model 3 is the most selling car in Germany. That was previously VW Golf's position. This is the end of an era for German manufacturers. And Elon said, German car manufacturers will rebound strongly. They possess great talent, which will not sit idle. He went on to say, also, Tesla will soon be a German car manufacturer. Uh, so <laughs> is he patting himself on a, the back? Kind of a little bit of a... A dig reassurance and a... <laughs> and a dig at the same time because it, it, for those not paying attention he's basically saying don't worry you're going to have great car manufacturing just under new leadership Tesla tweeted out Dojo's white paper on um, well it's too complicated for me to understand but Elon said this is more important than it may seem at first and okay. if you understand high level math it's you should for you go work for Tesla <laughs> honestly Pernay said over time Dojo will be able to predict with 99.999% accuracy what a good driver would do given a set of input conditions. This will be a very revolutionary step in self-driving. Once Dojo becomes self-supervised, accidents caused due to human error will drop down to basically zero. Elon said reducing traffic fatalities by 90% seems likely, perhaps ultimately by over 99%. A morning Bruce said Elon Musk added over $28 billion to his net worth yesterday. How? He didn't buy an avocado toast and he made his coffee at home. Except then Elon said, I kind of like avocado toast and pro-level coffee, to be honest. Starbase Cuisine does an amazing job with those. When I first read this, I thought it said Starbucks Cuisine, but it's Starbase. He, he eats a lot at Starbase. Because he lives there. <laughs> Another Babylon Bee article that Elon tweeted out. This one about whistleblower fired from Facebook for constantly blowing whistle while everyone was trying to program. Elon said, I feel like this has happened at Tesla a few times. Warren Redlich tweeted out, wondering if Robert Reich has noticed that Elon Musk is doing what he said should be done. Create green jobs, stop dirty energy, kick fossil fuel companies out of our politics. I'm sure Bob will talk to POTUS about the EV summit with GM and Ford. Pinko Cat said, Reich is a grifter. And Elon said, 100. Tesla Roddy tweeted out, Tesla skeptics are hung up about the $465 million paid loan, but the fossil fuel industry gets $11 million of subsidies every minute. Elon said GM and Chrysler were bailed out. Money never repaid, but Tesla was not. Crucial, Tesla investment actually came from Daimler in 2009, from which they did very well. Tesla received government energy efficiency loan in 2010, by which time capital markets reopened. Loan was repaid early. And Tesla Silicon Valley Club said essentially Tesla paid back everything they got. Elon said Tesla always pays its debts. Tesla hype said plus with interest. Elon said indeed. U.S. taxpayers actually profited from the Tesla loan. It wasn't one of those loans where it's like, here's the loan. Don't worry about paying us back. Tesla paid them back with interest, meaning that the taxpayer made money. I mean, you didn't get the money, but the money was spent 
on you. The Presum- money, presumably. The money's not here. <laughs> Massimo tweeted out in the Sea of Azov near the village of Gobliuskaya, there have been frequent eruptions of an underwater mud volcano. This is a video from 2011. Elon said. Cover story for Godzilla, obviously. C. Nunez images said dusk at Starbase. Elon said gateway to Mars. Sawyer Merritt said, Jay Leno said, can you imagine any of the other major automobile manufacturers saying, let's call this high performance feature plaid like they did in Spaceballs as a joke? You'd be fired or thrown out of the office. Musk's the reason Tesla's the most valuable car company in the world. He said, we basically stole our product roadmap from Spaceballs, which is true because there's a flamethrower sitting right there. Then Elon got a little frisky. He said, I'm thinking of starting new university, the Texas Institute of Technology and Science. It will have epic merch, universally admired. King Manneman said, a good idea, in my humble opinion, however, a better name for such an institute would be the Texas Institute of Science and Technology, as technological breakthroughs almost always follow scientific breakthroughs, not vice versa. Elon said, nope. T-Def first. And then Stephen Mark Ryan said, funding secured? Elon said, obviously. Elon went on to say that tuition is in Dogecoin and you get a discount if you have a dog. So it's a joke, people. This is a joke. It's a joke. Then Morgan Sarkeesian said, it's official. Elon Musk likes and supports boobies. Elon said, what gave it away? Great. It's a joke. It's a boob joke. Laugh and we move on. Good. The CEO of Ford, Jim Farley, said, thanks for leading the way, Elon. And Elon said, thanks on behalf of Tesla. And then, of course, Elon had to put a dig in at uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Sawyer Merritt said, the media unfortunately never covers how much money Elon and Tesla have made their employees through stock options because it doesn't fit their BS narratives. Same with politicians. There are tons of millionaires within Tesla now because how well the stock in the company has done. Elon said, by definition, since I own roughly 20% of Tesla, 80% of stock gains necessarily went to investors and employees. Thank you, Elon. It's a really good point. Tesla is one of these companies that's really heavily retail owned, meaning regular everyday people. And the huge gains, these are unprecedented gains. And uh, regular people made those kind of gains. It was not hedge funds and stuff like that. It was real people, which I think is really cool. Gary Cruz tweeted out this article about the second UAW president sentenced in 28 months in prison for union corruption. Elon said, yep, second UAW president in a row, unlikely to be the last. Yikes. Tesla Facts tweeted out, shameless, the infamous $4,500 UAW bribe in the Build Back Better Act excludes employee-owned U.S. car factories such as Tesla, even if they form a union. And it's true. It's in the frickin' bill. I, I just want to... So wait, isn't like labor unions supposed to kind of... Like, isn't it all about labor and isn't... Like owning the means of production, like kind of yeah, part so of the Tesla, labor. They, the employees own the company. And so therefore in this bill, you wouldn't be able to negotiate with the workers because they own the company. So they said, you know what? You can't. And <laughs> makes your brain hurt a little bit. Yeah. Because I just want to point out if enough employees who get stock options means that they own stock in Tesla if they wanted to they could pass a shareholder amendment exactly. that could help their own cause exactly. instead of having to go through a union and do all sorts of other gobbledygook business yep. not to say the unions are bad it's just to say this is another way that labor people who work at companies can have a say over their lives Elon said Biden is a UAW sock puppet All right, so we had a poll this week. What was the question? The question was, should Elon pay 
for world hunger. Um, and most people said that this is stupid. Uh, this money is not cash. It's all on paper. Six billion dollars won't be enough as if they'd treat him with any respect if he did, uh, you know, pay for world hunger. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time for community mail time. Community mail time. Remember, if you want to send your uh, thoughts or stories into the show, send them to hello at now, you know, channel dot com. And uh, Scott spotted my Rivian. Scott was walking along in Clarkson, Michigan the other day. He spotted this Rivian R1T. It's just a few miles from Roush Industries, where lots of auto companies do testing. Aren't uh, we done not testing that's not yet? your car. Look, it's written right on it. Oh, okay. They're not openly my, mocking you. Not my car. <laughs> Josh and his wife were on a road trip in their Model Y in northern Wisconsin when they spotted this petroleum museum. So, of course, they had to stop for a photo. Is that an electrical cord coming from the museum to the car? I don't know. What's going on there? I don't know. Michael spotted this Tesla Model Y taxi in Herlu, Copenhagen, Denmark. Robin attended the St. Hyacinthe EV event in Quebec that we reported on earlier, uh, where they passed, where they got that uh, Guinness Book record, and spotted a Cybertruck. Wow. Now, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, nice one, Robin. You got us. It wasn't a Cybertruck. It was the toy. Perspective. The, the power of zooming. <laughs> Uh, and then DC spotted these FUVs in CA. Uh, translate, please. Our viewer DC saw these two Arkimoto three-wheeled FUVs on Wilshire Boulevard in West LA last week. One of them was the Cameo, which is that film vehicle. I want one. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. So let's see what we got out there in the world. Hi, Zach and Jesse. My name is Lauren, and I'm here at the Monument Colorado Supercharger and wanted to give you guys a little bit of a review on it. So here they have eight charging stations, and this one is actually pretty much brand new within the last month, I'd say, that it came online. Um, they do have one nose in over there, and then one charger that's kind of oddly placed, but still cool. <laughs> it's located at a come-and-go gas station, which is really big, really nice. Tour here. There's not a ton of food options, but there is a uh, bar and grill over here that has pizza and things. There's also an Asian food place right there. Um, other than that, the, just the come and go, but they do have like a go fresh market and they do have sandwiches and kind of a few different options in there. Um, bathrooms seem pretty clean, pretty safe area. This charger, I would say, um, if you do have the ability or the battery life, I'd probably just pass the Colorado Springs one and just come up here because it's definitely a lot more spacious, open. You don't have to deal with the parking garage not working um, or the ability to not get in at the Colorado Springs one. But I give this one probably a nine out of 10. Um, would be nice if there's a little bit more food options, but pretty darn good, I'd say. Now you know. Hi, this is Greta at the Gilroy 16 stall supercharger. It's right off the 101 highway. It has lots of places to eat, like McDonald's, and an in and out, and it's near a outlet mall, which I really like because I can go shopping. As you can see, there are four Poland chargers and other EV chargers around. Now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse. I'm here in Wytheville, Virginia at the supercharger. It's six stalls, 150 kilowatts, uh, currently charging. Uh, surrounding the location, you have some restaurants you can go to. Uh, Peking Chinese restaurant, 
Shoney's restaurant, and a Waffle House. So as you can see, this one is full. And like matching it up. And it's located here behind a Holiday Inn Express. It's a very popular spot on the way north and south on I-77. And now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Jeff in Japan. I'm at the Destination Charger location at the Glion Classic Car Museum in Osaka, Japan. They have around 250 classic cars here, along with a steakhouse and a cafe. These chargers are currently blocked by the museum's cars, but there are plenty of staff members around who can move them out of the way if need be. If classic cars aren't your thing, then a 10-minute walk from here will take you to Japan's second smallest mountain at 4.5 meters high. The smallest in Japan stands at 3 meters. A 20-minute walk will take you to Legoland and also to the biggest aquarium in Osaka. After you're done charging, a few minutes down the road will lead you to Japan's Universal Studios theme park. With all the sightseeing spots so close to this location, I would give it a 10 out of 10, but the fact that these chargers are hidden behind this museum with a lack of signage as to how to locate them, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for Supercharged Reviews. If you want to upload your reviews, you can head over to nowyouknowchannel.com and you can upload the reviews. Make sure that they're in landscape. You don't use any music. Even destination chargers count. That's true. All right, what do we got for new superchargers? We got the 12-stall version 3 in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Woohoo! Number 22 in Nevada is the 12-stall version 3 in Mesquite, Nevada. We got the 6-stall version 3 in Lloydminster, Alberta. We got the 6-stall version 3 in North Battleford, Saskatchewan. We got number 26 in Austria, the 6-stall version 3 in Villach, Ost, Austria. Number 30 in Massachusetts, the 12-stall version 3 in Woburn. Nice. Let's go down to Woburn. Woburn. Let's go down to Woburn. <laughs> uh, number 131 in Canada is the 6-stall version 3 in Vegreville, Alberta. Number 247 in California is the 10-stall version 2 in Dublin on Dublin Boulevard in California. Number 56 in Texas is the 16-stall version 3 at Round Rock, Texas. Number 73 in Florida, the 8-stall version 3 in Cutler Bay. Number 55 in South Korea is the 6-stall version 3 in Anyang, South Korea. Anyang. Number 18 in Minnesota, the 8-stall version 3 in St. Peter, Minnesota. Number 31 in Illinois, number 1,176 in the U.S. Number 3,085 in the world is the 8-stall version 2 in Normal, Illinois. Normal, Illinois. They must have put it right near the Rivian plant. Uh, so. But that's two in Massachusetts this week. Yeah. That's awesome. Freaking Let's go great. review them. All right. So it's time for the Patreon giveaway. If you want to get into this big barrel of fun, you join us on Patreon. The more you support us, the more chances you have to win. We're giving away a $30 gift card to EcoWare. We can get these awesome designs. Who is our winner? You pulled it out fast yeah, this week. The winner is Randall S. Randall, congratulations. You're going to get yourself a $30 gift card to EcoWare. You can choose to get whatever you want because we design it with solar energy. Then we completely carbon offset it. So when you buy a tea, we plant 10 trees and we help cap a well. A methane, an abandoned well. This is not some well that they're, you know. Yeah, we didn't walk up on helping. a well. It's a, an abandoned oil well that's spewing methane How into cool the air. How cool would that be if we just capped a regular, like when they weren't looking. Like a like, water well? No, like a oil well. We're just like. That would be awesome. But <laughs> it, what's really No, this is, is spewing. So they dig for the oil. Right. And then when they're done, they're like, you know, let's just get out of here. Right. And they leave it and it spews methane forevermore. 
uh, until you run out of methane, but, right. but which time the earth has turned into No, but I'm talking some of these fireball. wells have been abandoned for decades and they've been spewing methane the whole time. So uh, the Well Done Foundation goes in, they cap the well, they first measure how much was spewing out so they can measure it. They cap it and that takes a lot of work and it t- takes money. So we help support them. You should go help support them. He- head on over to Well Done Foundation and give them some some of your love uh, because stopping methane from just pouring into our atmosphere is awesome because methane is worse than CO2. Right. In, in the short term... Which is, I mean, we, we short term meaning like 86 years. Right. In which case it then turns into CO2. Which is still bad. Which is still bad. So yeah, definitely something that we want to do. That's why we do it over at EcoAir. We have lots of designs. If you haven't checked them out recently, uh, I really encourage you to do that. Keep in mind the code is holiday season for 15% off. Because if you're watching this show, there's a good chance that there's a design that you might like and maybe someone who's listening in the other room could use holiday season at ecoware.us to get 15% off items that the person who's watching the show would probably enjoy. I mean, I love this design. It just sums up this week <laughs> so nicely, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And um, I mean, but we gotta make we gotta make one that says a trillion dollar bill. That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know how we'd fit all the zeros. He, but. I mean, he's not worth a trillion dollars. We could make a Tesla one worth. A yeah, that's dollars. true. We should we should work on that. But anyway, we've got tons of other designs. Uh, you you don't just have to get t-shirts. You can get oh, I know. Towels. There's, there's we, pet bandanas. Turns out, if you'd make a picture. You can put it on all sorts of things. And that's what we've done. And we carbon offset the manufacturing, shipping, and life cycle. Just go check them out. I just want to tell you, we have pillows. These are awesome yeah. for not only your couch, but like the back of your car for when you want to take a nap. Yeah. Uh, pet bandanas, kids shirts, adult shirts. Like we got so many cool things on there. So there's lots of gift ideas. And I want to thank everyone for watching all the way to the end of the show. Uh, you know. Episode 269. Yeah. We, 269 weeks in a row, dude. I just want to let everyone know that Zach and I always wait until the end of the show because we have to um we never kind of walk off and not do the end of the show we're always here at the end of the show That's you true. can always see us at the end of the show we haven't had lunch yet we haven't had lunch yet it's like it's like 1 i'm very hungry but i'm doing the end of the show for you and and you know why i'm doing that because of our patreon patrons yep they help support this show they make oh, no, this show possible amazing, this list without them this show i wouldn't have i wouldn't have done the end of the show the whole you would have just gone home. You just would have you would have been like I'm out. been like yeah, on Twitter a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, go read it on Twitter or whatever. Go go get yourself a Twitter account because that'll help you. No, it's so hard. that will not help your mental health. Um, but yeah, thank you to our Patreon patrons who do help my mental health. And uh, you can become one if you head over to Patreon.com. Yeah, for just a buck a month. I mean, we got so many cool stories this week. It's worth it. Just go check it out. It was a really good Patreon bonus story. I did a lot of yelling. Says you. And swearing. (laughs) Uh, We will bleep that out, I think. Hopefully. I'm looking to the camera. No (laughs) no one's going to give you the thumbs up because we don't have producers. Um, Right. You're looking at them. Uh, See you next week. I know.